Hey everybody, this is Minister Daquan McKnight and you're listening to the Next Generation 412 podcast program. This show is geared toward youth and young adults as we teach them the truth of the Word of God and we help them apply biblical principles to everyday life. I encourage every single one of you to follow me on my TikTok, Daquan McKnight 25, and on my YouTube channel, Daquan McKnight. And I also encourage you as well, Share these programs with your friends and family. Have them subscribe to it as well. And when you do so, you're doing it because you love Jesus. And if you want more of these podcast programs, not only can you find them here on the Wisdom app or on the Anchor app, but you can also find them on Spotify, Amazon Music, Amazon Alexa, Apple Podcasts, Overcast, and even on iHeartRadio. And share them with your friends and family as well. But thank you so much for allowing me to come into your homes to share the word of God and preach, thus saith the Lord. Before we get into the word, let's have a moment of prayer. Lord, we thank you for today. We thank you for your guidance. We thank you for all that you have in store for us. Lord, and as we dive into your word today, Holy Spirit, open up the eyes of our understanding so that we may know what is the hope of our calling. We love, we honor, we magnify, we adore your name. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen and amen. I'm excited to do a brand new series on the book of Jude, in which it is the emphasis on what it means to contend for the faith. So this brand new series is going to be entitled Guard On, a series on the book of Jude. And today I want to talk to you all for a few moments on the concept Truth or Tales, an intro or a behind-the-scenes look at the book of Jude. And if you have your Bibles available to you, take it and turn and go to the book of Jude, chapter 1, verses 1 through 2. Whichever translation of the Bible you have, you can read right along. And I will be reading from the New King James Version. It reads, Jude, a bondservant of Jesus Christ and brother of James, to those who are called, sanctified by God the Father and preserved in Jesus Christ. Mercy, peace, and love be multiplied to every single one of you. If someone was to come up to you and ask, what do you value sacred and true? What do you consider valuable to you? What do you cherish? You see, many things we have in our world today we often cherish, such as a certain uh, picture of family or grandparents. Sometimes it could be a piece of jewelry or a china set, or sometimes it could be a book, a diary, a pen, pencil, a piece of clothing, or what have you that was given to you from your family and from their parents before them. And we tend to keep it in a safe place so that nothing will go wrong or that it would not get tampered. But one of the greatest resources that we consider sacred and true in our world today, valuable and that we should always treasure, and one of the greatest resources that we have as a believer given to us by the Holy Spirit is the Word of God. Again, the greatest resource that we have been given to us as believers by the Holy Spirit is the Word of God. Now, why is that so important? Because when you look at it, the word of God, which has survived throughout the centuries, which has survived throughout the ages, is indeed a keepsake for all time. In fact, when you look at the world today, we have discovered that the word of God is being challenged. The word of God is being mocked. In fact, the Bible is under attack today like never before. People often question its authenticity, its spirituality, 
Is it true? Is it false? Is it full of truth? Or is it full of tales to be told? In fact, many of us have even wondered, is the Bible indeed true? The inspired word of God. And the answer to all of those questions is yes. Because what we have discovered is throughout the centuries, science and archaeology have proven that the Bible is indeed true. In which archaeologists have uncovered certain towns, certain pieces of treasures, certain inscriptions which bear the names of either a place, a person, or an event that took place within the Bible. But the greatest responsibility for every single one of us as believers, hear me believers, the greatest responsibility that we have been given by God himself and through the Holy Spirit as well, we have been entrusted with a responsibility to guard the word of God and defend it. We have been entrusted with the responsibility to guard the word of God and defend it. And if you believe that, please say amen. As believers, as ministers of the gospel of Jesus Christ, I want to remind every single one of you that we are keepers of the word of God. We are to keep the word of God within our heart and minds. David himself would say in Psalm 119 verses 105, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Thy word have I hidden in my heart so that I may not sin against you. And I like that. We are to cherish the word of God. We are to honor the word of God. We are to respect the word of God with great respect and awe. Can you say amen? We have to be guardians of the word as well. We are to guard the word of God with our heart and soul and life. We are to change the word of God. We are to tamper with the word of God. We leave the word of God as it is. You see, it says in scripture, every word of God is pure. He is a shield to those who put their faith and trust in him. Can you say amen? Not only that, we are defenders of the word of God. So when we see someone trying to attack the word of God, when we see someone trying to criticize or try to ridicule the word of God, we have to be on top. We have to be on our A game, so to speak, and be prepared to give an answer for the reason of the hope that is within you. According to 1 Peter 3.15, if you believe that, say amen. Now, one of the greatest things about the Bible is that it's not just a great book with 66 books, but it is a book that can change your life. It is a book that can indeed change your life. Now, for a majority of you, you're probably wondering and asking yourselves, how can it change my life? What is so great about the Bible? Because first of all, it reveals the way to salvation. It reveals the way to salvation. There's not 12 roads. There's not 13 roads. There's not 45 roads. There's only one road that leads to God. There's only one plan, one path, and one way. And that is through Jesus Christ himself. Because he himself declares, I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. No one comes unto the Father except 
through me. Not only does it reveal to us the way of salvation and thank God for salvation through Jesus Christ, but it reveals to us the love of God. It reveals to us that God loved us even in spite of ourselves. According to Romans chapter 5, verse 8, it tells us, While we were still yet sinners, Christ died for us. He died for the whole world. He died for the ungodly. He didn't just pick and choose of certain people he wanted to die for. No, not at all. He picked and, no, he died for you. He died for me. He died for the whole world. In fact, I like what Billy Graham said. He said, Christ belongs to all people. He belongs to the whole world, and I totally, 100% agree with him on that statement. Yes, he belongs to the whole world, and we have to understand he is the Savior for all people. It doesn't matter what you have done or whatever crimes or wrong choices you have committed. He is willing to welcome you back home to the Father's love. He wants you to come home to the Father's blessing. Not only that, but it reveals the gift of life. It promises us eternal life, which is the greatest free gift that we can ever receive by faith. Have you ever gotten a birthday gift or a Christmas gift and you were so excited to open it to see what that person got you and you were so thrilled because it was something that you wanted and that you were so appreciative of it? If we can react that same way, we should do the same way when God offers us the gift of salvation, which we throw ourselves at the knees of Jesus and say, Jesus, I accept your gift of life and the eternal. I know I don't deserve it. And I know I didn't work for it, but I'm putting my faith and trust in what you did for me on the cross because you are my king. You are my savior. You are my shepherd. You are the one that guides me. Can you say amen? Another emphasis on why the Bible can change your life, because not only does it reveal to us the way of salvation, not only does it reveal to us the love of God, not only does it reveal to us the concept of the gift of eternal life, but it also reveals the person of Jesus Christ. It reveals to us the person of Jesus Christ. You see, throughout the Bible, from Genesis to Revelation, it is all about one person, Jesus himself. In fact, the whole Bible is centered around one person Jesus of Nazareth. It is centered around him because the scripture tells us he is called the word of God. In fact, the prophetic promise of scripture that we have from Genesis to Revelation is indeed found in the character and person of Jesus Christ. So now that we've understand the concept of a keepsake for all time, which is indeed the word of God and that a book that can change your entire life, now we need to ask ourselves the question, what's so special about the book of Jude? Why is the Bible full of truth and not a book full of tales? Why is it so important that we must get involved in defending the truth of the word of God and how we can apply the principles of the book of Jude in our daily life as well? Let's examine the book of Jude together, shall we, my friends? The book of Jude is one of the most interesting books to be ever written in the entirety of the New Testament. The purpose behind the book of Jude, it was to remind the church of the need for constant vigilance to keep the faith and to oppose heresy. 
Now, Jude was one of the brothers of Jesus and also the brother of James. And Jude was writing during a time in which many people were walking away from the truth of the word of God. Many were beginning to lose faith in the person and character of Christ because false teaching and heresy was trying to come in and plague the church in the same way in our world today. We are living in a time in which so much false doctrine, so much false teaching, so much truth is being twisted and distorted to try to soothe the minds and hearts of people and trying to tell them what they feel like that they need to hear instead of preaching the truth of Almighty God. And in the next several weeks, we are going to examine the book of Jude. And also as well, we are going to examine the reason and how we should be on the lookout for false teachers and how to avoid them. And if you're on board, please say amen. So what does it say in the book of Jude? The book of Jude is such an interesting book because it teaches us the concept of standing firm with eyes wide open. In other words, we have to be on full alert in which we have to be constantly ready and prepared to defend the truth of the word of God. In which as believers, as the church of Christ, if you claim that you know Christ, then you have to know that you got to contend for the faith. Not only do we need to contend and defend the faith, that we have to beware of devious teachers who will try to attempt to undermine the faith, trying to twist the word of God to suit their own pleasures and desires. And we have to stand firm and persevere until the very end. Stand firm in persecution. Stand firm in times of perseverance. And even at times when you present the word of God, whether you're at school or whether you're at work or at the gym or at lunch or dinner with your friends or are you have on college campus or in a dorm, you might face persecution and opposition. That's okay. God is going to give you the strength and perseverance to endure the persecution. But not only that, you have sown a seed of the word of God. You have planted a seed in the heart of that person in which you try to let them know about the loving grace of God. So after we examine all of these things, then we have to ask ourselves, okay, so if it tells us that we need to remain diligent to keep the faith and oppose heresy and also get involved for the battle of the truth, why is it so important? Because God has called us into the area of engagement. No, I'm not talking about engagement when you're getting married or having a wedding, not that type of engagement. When he says engagement, it means that us, the church, the body of Christ, the believers, we must be constantly diligent and fully engaged so that false teachers gain no ground in the war for the people's souls. Not only are we to be full of engagement, but we need to be on guard against heresy. It is the use of God's grace as an excuse for sin. Let me remind every single one of you, just because you receive the grace of God, it does not give you the permission to sin. You have not been given the grace of God as a license to sin at all. We need the grace of God in our everyday life, but that doesn't give you a little jail-free card to go and do whatever you want and say, oh, the grace of God will cover it. That's not how it works. We receive grace on the basis of faith in Jesus Christ. In fact, Someone has once defined grace as God's riches at Christ's expenses. That's pretty popular. Not only that, but we have the emphasis of judgment. 
in which God punished sin back in the past, in the present, but he will do it again as well. You see, God is also a God of judgment. He can't let sin uh, go unpunished. And one day, he will punish sin once and for all and bring all evil to a crashing end. And if you believe it, say amen. Perseverance, in which we are to contend for the faith. We have to defend the faith at all costs. So never compromise your faith. Remain strong. Remain strong and grow in the knowledge of the grace of Jesus Christ through the power of the Holy Spirit and through the reading and studying of the Word of God. Constantly be in prayer. Be in prayer now more than ever. Because in prayer, you are literally talking to God and God is talking to you. Another way we can persevere is looking for Christ's return, in which we are to be ready for his return. We are to be watching for his return and also serving him faithfully until he returns. Blessed is that servant for whom his master comes will find him so doing. Be merciful, show mercy on others, and also save the deceived. So what does the book of Jude have to mean for us? And why is it such an important role in our daily life? Well, because, my brothers and sisters, we have to humbly stand up for the good news. In which, as believers, we must explain and defend the gospel message. We have to stay strong and full of confidence and humbly rooted in the knowledge and practice of the gospel. You see, false teachers present lies to mislead messages about the gospel, so we have to take a stand when the gospel is being challenged. Yes, you'll see throughout the book of Jude two important mega themes. The emphasis of false teachers in which if you call yourself a servant of Christ, genuine servants of God will faithfully portray Christ in their words and conduct, not only in how you believe the word, but in your lifestyle as well. Then the emphasis of apostasy in which we must be careful not to drift away from a firm commitment to Christ. So as we conclude this concept of today, here are some key applications I want to leave with you from the book of Jude. As the people of God, we must defend the doctrines of the faith by persevering biblical truth, battling heresy, standing up for the good news. But we must continually contend earnestly for the faith so that all wisdom, glory, and power will be unto our God and Savior. And I challenge every single one of you, make a commitment to put your faith into action. Contend for faith. Embrace the faith and trust the faith. Amen and amen. Right now at this moment, if you have never received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, I want to encourage you to do so right now. The Bible tells us these things have been written so that we may know that we have eternal life. And if you want to know the person and character of Jesus Christ, if you want to say yes to his saving grace, if you want to say yes to his saving work, I want to encourage you to stop whatever you're doing and get alone with him. Because the Bible tells us, whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. And if that's you, just pray this prayer with me with your heart and lips out loud. Say, dear Lord Jesus, I am a sinner in need of a savior. In need of grace forgive me of my sins I believe you are the Son of God that you died on the cross that you were buried that you were resurrected that you ascended on high and that you're coming again fill me with the Holy Spirit thank you for my name being written 
and the Lamb's Book of Life. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Well, if you prayed that prayer today, we believe that you got born again. And the Bible does tell us that there is joy in the presence of God and the presence of the angels of heaven over one sinner that repents over 99 just persons, which need no repentance. So I want to encourage every single one of you to go in peace, serve the Lord. The presence of the Lord will be with you on your journey. God bless you in the Lord. This is all the time I have. This is Minister Taquan McKnight. Thank you so much for tuning in today. And I hope and pray that this message has been a blessing to you. And next time when we come together, we are going to examine the importance of contending for the faith. Contending for the faith. God bless you in the Lord.